Something strange happened to me this morning. Was it a dream where you see yourself standing in sort of sun god robes on a pyramid with a thousand naked women screaming and throwing little pickles at you? No. Why am I the only person that has that dream? And it's time for Geekiest Show Ever, number 18. I am Tim Robertson. And I'm David Cohen. Boy, you got to be a little quicker on the uptake on those there, David. Yeah, well, it's late here. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> so, uh, last week we left off that you had not seen the Godfather movies. And, yes. And uh, have you seen them yet? I've seen the first one. Okay. Well, before we uh, go on, let's say Guy Searle's not here. Yeah. He is uh, on the road, actually going he's to sleeping meet... with the fishes. He's sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> uh, I got my iPhone too close. Someone's calling, so I have to turn that off. I apologize for that, my fellow listeners. Um, he's actually on the way to meet me somewhere uh, for Saturday. So uh, the next time I see Guy will be, or the next time I talk to him will probably be in person. Um, oh. And I was hoping that he was going to be here for this show because. With the conversation we're about to have, he was a part of the original, talking about The Godfather. Yeah. So you've seen the original Godfather, all eight hours yeah. of it. <laughs> it's a long movie, isn't well, it? Well, that, that's why I haven't got to the second one, because it, I know it's three, three and a half hours. Yep. And I just had, and having watched the first one, I didn't get to watch it in, in one continuous chunk. I had to watch it in two pieces. I definitely want to see the second one all the way through. So what do um, you think? So I was, it's a, here's a weird thing. I really enjoyed it, and I was incredibly impressed. I think, the, you know, some of the central performances in it were amazing. Um, the way it looks, uh, you know, the way the story is played out was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. But the, the the only thing I think that took some of the edge off of it for me is a lot of it seemed so familiar. Um, because, you know, I just used that catchphrase, sleeping with the fishes. And you watch this movie, having, in my position, having never seen it before, and all these things that you've heard of and you know, um, you know, you, you realize this is where they came from. Right, and, it's, you know, it's the... No idea. Yeah, that's where the pop culture references come from, and you exactly. just don't even... Even if you you don't know where it comes from, one one pops out at you, it's like glaring. Whoa, okay, all right, okay, well, now I know where you know, it comes from. Right, right at the beginning, obviously, you know the uh, the idea of of the opening scene is is the, is the daughter's wedding. The god is is uh, uh, Vito Corleone's daughter's wedding, mm-hmm. and that in itself is uh, you know the idea of the mafia conducting business at a. Uh, <laughs> And a family gathering, you know, a family thing with people all around them, again is very is very much in in the culture now. And, and watching the movie, you realise that most of what we think of as as kind of ma- the way the mafia business is done, the way mafia operates, come from this movie. I Absolutely. mean, this is you know, this really kind of sets everything else that's come since. And you know, I I, I love the genre, and and you know, Goodfellas is one of my favourite movies of all time. Mine too. Um, but you know. I realised that that none of that could have happened without this film. No, nope, absolutely. Uh, and and that's and that in itself is amazing. Before you even get into the performances and the uh, characterisation and the story it tells, which is incredibly compelling. That's why I said it's like one of the ultimate geek movies because so much comes from it. So many other movies owe a debt to The Godfather that. If you've never seen The Godfather, you don't even recognize that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It, it's 
So, on a whole, did you think it was just okay? You thought it was great? You thought... No, I, I thought it was really good. I'm, I'm sure, you know, to me, I, I feel obviously because so much, I realise so much culture has come from it, it, it kind of, in, it, it, it makes it in more impactful in, in, in some ways to me, but it, it, it lessens the actual impact of some of the scenes and the lines you hear because you think, okay, yeah, I know what, I know what that cultural meme is. So I probably it probably didn't make as a big an impression on me as it would have done if I'd have seen it maybe ten fifteen years ago. Yeah, I think um, I saw it twenty twenty five years ago for the first time. I remember I was a teenager, so at least twenty five years ago. Yeah, um, I mean one of the, one of the downsides I think for for me growing up in the UK is that when I was when I was a teenager, it was it was more difficult to see um, you know to see uh, you know more adult movies. Um, than maybe it was for you in the states. I mean, the, the cinemas were always pretty strict about letting you in to see films that you weren't you were below the age restriction for. Well, um, I was also pretty young when my parents got HBO, and unlike almost all my other friends, I actually had a TV hooked up to cable in my bedroom. Yeah, mostly because of MTV. Because MTV came out, and we had cable. I was one of the first people you know, in my neighborhood, in my group of friends that actually had seen MTV, they all wanted it, but I had it. And like the third day that it came out, I was watching MTV. And uh, the same thing goes with, you know, the cable, the HBO. So I got to see a lot of these movies that, quite honestly, my parents probably would never have let me watch. Yeah. Had they know I was in there at, you know, 10 o'clock watching The Godfather. That's right. Well, you see, see in Britain, we there, there, there was no cable, so um, you were literally until Sky came along in the kind of mid nineties. If you wanted to watch movie channels, that sort of thing, you just couldn't. You know, you just had to. You could either watch video, or um, or you had to watch what was on, what was on the the four or five free to air channels that we had. Um, so there was no way you could get anything like HBO. Plus, you know, when we were teenagers, how often did we go out of our way to watch a movie that was made in 1972? You know? Cause yeah. We were both two years old when that movie came out. Yeah, exactly. And so I think every generation kind of looks a little bit backwards on the pop culture that came right before you, or even two generations before, with a little bit of scorn. Um, like, for instance, I hate most 60s music. With the exception of a few. I like some Rolling Stones and Beatles. Uh, and I absolutely detest almost everything from the 50s. Um, and I don't enjoy most movies from those time periods. Uh, but The Godfather kind of transcends being from a certain genre or um, a demographic of people who enjoyed it at the time. Or, you know what I'm saying. It, it yeah. transcends that. And, and the thing is, I think after... After The Godfather, um, the, f the first two movies, I mean, for a, when we were growing up in the, kind of in our formative years in the 80s, kind of the mafia mafia genre wasn't really cool. No, it kind of so, lost its flavor. It, it came back yeah. in the 90s, mid-90s, but, you know, yeah. like, like you were saying, the uh, the Goodfellas, I mean... Goodfellas, which was 1990, so, you know, that was the really the first time that it, it came back into vogue, really, I think, for us. I think so. I, I can't think of... I mean, there was a few, but... Nothing that really shook the the Hollywood up the way the Godfather or the uh, uh, Goodfellas did because Goodfellas was I, I think is a brilliant movie and I put it right up there with with the Godfather. I know a lot of people would be like, "Oh my God, no way!" But I think it is. I mean, I think it's. Yeah. I'd agree, level. but but is it? But I mean, Goodfellas is a very different 
kind of movie. I mean, kind of uh, the Godfather is obviously is about how these families are run and how the political the machinations go along. Exactly, yeah. How how they they came up. Whereas Goodfellas is about you know what was it like to be a wise guy in the seventies uh, right, and eighties. Yeah, right at the bottom of the chain. You know, yep. and following so, him right up to the point where he becomes a rat. Yeah. So it's a brilliant. Plus, I think the, the there's something about the narration of that movie that you're really rooting for the guy, even though you know he's a bad guy. And yeah. you see the glamorous side, but then you also see the bad side, the part that you wouldn't want anything to do with in real life. So for the, for those reasons, I mean, it's just, it, it's just a brilliant movie. I love it. Uh, speaking yeah, of I'm... movies that you haven't seen, though, at the beginning of this podcast, for those who didn't recognize the, the little audio clip, it's from Real Genius. Uh, one of, actually, it is my wife's favorite movie of all time, which is kind of odd. Um, I don't know why it's her favorite movie, but it is. And I, I've always liked Real Genius. I just thought it was really fun. Uh, a clever 80s movie. And you've never seen it. No, I haven't. Boy, I, you know, this, it's, it is, when you think of geek, it is the Geeks Geeks movie. It's more of a geek movie, I would say, than Hackers. Because Hackers is kind of a, a joke almost. Whereas Real Genius, it, it always takes itself seriously, but it's funny. Yeah. Whereas Hackers is trying to be serious and trying to make these hackers kind of cool, but it's a joke. Yeah, Hackers is, is kind of, it, it tried to impose a style. Yes. You know, it, it's one of those things where they picked up what they, what they thought was the latest trend and tried to build a kind of a culture around it but it Risk was all fantasy cool. yeah but it but it was but it was all fantasy and also you know hackers had that that age-old hollywood problem because um whenever they demonstrate computers and doing things with computers they kind of do it in such a childlike simplistic way that uh, you know and when you set the set you set up these guys to be uber intelligent hackers and it looks like they only have to press five keys to do anything and plus the you know the core demographic that was supposed to go and watch that movie at the time that was into computers were watching the screens of these computers and it wasn't any OS or program they've ever seen. No. And it's some flying through cyberspace going up to digital buildings to hack into. It was stupid. Yeah. Everyone sat there that was into computers at all, which wasn't that many people when that movie came out to be honest. But we were sitting there watching it going, "Yeah, right." It's it's yeah. just and what are they wearing, and who is this weird guy riding around on a skateboard? I mean, it, it was I, just it was terrible. I thought I thought that um, Hackers was was very poor compared to what I think is the seminal Hackers movie, which is War Games, which was much more realistic. Yep. Even though it talks about you know the world ending in nuclear war, the actual way that he he acts as a computer geek is exactly like how it was. Yes. You know, war dialing and, you know, text terminals and trying to figure out what backdoor passwords in. That's what people were doing when they were trying to hack computers. Yeah, so in, from that respect, realistic. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I would say, and plus War Games itself is a good movie. Um, yeah. It's dated now as well. Uh, I, but I think most movies would fall into that category. The Godfather, I don't think, is really dated because it was made in the 70s, but it's a period piece in the 50s. So yeah. that kind of transcends the whole being dated and, you know, when it was made. 
Um, and of course, Star Star Wars and stuff like that; those kind of go past the the dated thing as well. But most movies they're dated, and when you watch them back years later, and they have pop culture references, you know, you you watch I've got you know, you've got mail or whatever that Tom Hanks oh, movie. You know, that, that's funny you say that. That was actually I, I went over to visit my parents the other day, and they were watching that on the TV, and um, <laughs> it was interesting because. Because Meg Ryan had a Mac, and uh, Tom Hanks had a PC. Yep. And she was sat, she was sat there on the bed, uh, emailing to him. Because obviously, you know, the the way the film works is they're having this this dialogue supposedly via email, but they, it's narrated as as they're talking to each other. Right. And she was sat on the bed, and I was saying, "How is she doing that? That Mac isn't plugged in. They didn't have wireless back then." That's right. That's <laughs> My right. Dad said, my dad goes, no, I think I can see a telephone cord just poking out the side of the computer there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure there is. <laughs> and plus you hear the, you've got mail from, I mean, yeah. what a commercial from America Online that movie was. Ugh. Yeah, thinking about it, Tom Hanks has been in some real um, product placement movies over the years. I think I mean, most cause... people are. I mean, when you really start paying attention to the movies, you'll notice the the. The Coke can does turn exactly perfectly at the camera, and you see those quite a bit. Yeah, but he was, I mean, he was in Castaway, which was uh, like a FedEx commercial. Well, that and Spalding. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched a movie today, as a matter of fact, that was uh, really, really bad, but in a really fun, bad way, and it's the new Land of the Lost. Have you seen that? No, but I have to say, having seen the trailer... For virtually every movie I saw over the summer, uh-huh. I, I I thought to myself, "What really were Why? they on crack when they put this movie together?" Yeah, they were. They took Absolutely. a bad TV show and made it worse, and then they put an overacting comic in it. Yes, and, and I don't like Will Ferrell that much. I'll be honest. I like the stuff that he does online, his funny or die stuff. That's yeah. good, but his actual movies I don't think are very good. And he was think... brilliant on Saturday Night Live. I think Will Ferrell suffers from the same disease that Jim Carrey has, that he doesn't know when he's when he's when he's in a film, he doesn't know how to rein it in when he's doing the the comic shtick. Yeah, I mean, you know, because Jim Carrey, don't get me wrong, Jim Carrey is a fantastic actor and can you know can act incredibly yeah, I've well. I've seen him in some stuff when, that's really good, but when it's a yeah, funny but, movie, pff. but when he's doing the full, you know, I I'm Jim Carrey something, and I think Will Ferrell does this as well. He just takes it far too far and it and it then becomes kind of a parody of it, of himself yep. and it doesn't work and watching the trailer for Land of Lost I thought this is this is a bad concept and then they put him in it and he's doing his shtick and then as well they've made appeared to have made some very odd choices in terms of how they presented the special effects oh yeah it and was hokey and just, horrible yeah the thing just just kind of looked really bad and it, it, it is really bad, bad but you know what there was a there was a few parts in that movie that I actually were was laughing and you know you got to give it credit where credits due. If I was laughing at any part of, the, of this really bad movie, you got to give it at least that. Yeah. And I don't laugh easily at movies. I see jokes coming from a mile and a half away, and I'm thinking, oh, they're going to do that. And sure enough, they do it, and I, it's not even funny to me because I saw it way too early. But I don't know. I, there was parts of that movie that I was cracking up in. I, I mean, we we've, we've talked previously that. You know, I, I'm kind of tired of Hollywood going to the well of old TV shows and remaking them. Yes, I wish they that. would concentrate more on on original properties rather than, you know, turning out stuff like this. And 
I, I, well, put it this way. I mean, you, you said you love the movie. Would you recommend that I take the time to see it? No. Right. No, okay. I wouldn't. But, you know, I got to watch it for free. And that's yeah. always a good thing. And so I thought, oh, I'll watch it. What the heck? And I laughed a couple times. And when it was over, I was like, okay. But it's not one that I would recommend. No. One that I would recommend. Um, let me uh, pull up the uh, info on it because I want to get the actor's name right. Man, movie. Uh, I don't want the trailer. There it is. Um, it's called Management. And it must have been some smaller budgeted movie because I never heard of it. Um, and I was offered to, again, watch this one for free. So I thought, okay, I'll watch it. It's, you know, out of, it came out uh, May 21st, 2009. Um, right. That says in Israel. Hmm. I don't even... Well, it came out on uh, DVD on the 29th of September. So it's got Jennifer Aniston in it and Steve Zahn. Right. And I like Steve Zahn. He's one of these actors that I don't think gets enough credit when he's in a movie. Because the guy's just very funny. And he generally plays the same type of character. But that's okay because it works for him. And it usually works in whatever movie he's in. And the premise of this movie is he he's living in this hotel that his mother and father own, and he's kind of the the night manager, right? And this lady comes in to stay at the hotel for a couple of days, and it's Jennifer Aniston, and she's kind of uptight and not very friendly, and he tries to woo her, and it's kind of clever how he does it. It it doesn't work because she's way smarter than he is. But it just kind of builds up over time. Woody Harrelson's also in it, and the, and the part he plays is hilarious. I want to... This is weird. I want to dislike Woody Harrelson. I do. <laughs> I don't know why, but I want to dislike him as an actor. But almost but every he... time I see him in something, I enjoy his performance. Yeah. I'm like, man, Woody Harrelson's kind of funny. I, I actually kind of like him. Is is it because you disliked the character he used to play in Cheers? No. And that's where it came from? I, I was never that big into Cheers anyway, so I, I always looked past that. I think it was that movie, what was it? It was really violent. I'm trying to... Uh, Natural Born Killers. Yes. I, yeah. I detested that movie with a passion. Um, and I didn't see any redeeming qualities about it. And I know that was kind of the point. But it was so over the top that I, I just couldn't get into that movie. And uh, I think it was because of that movie that I kind of started disliking him. And that one and, and the one he plays, the guy from Penthouse. Um, uh, People versus Larry Flint. Yes, and I hated that movie too. Right. Because Larry Flint is just a nasty little human being. He really is. So you don't like his, you like his performances, but you don't like some of his career choices. I, I think so. I think that's what yeah. it is. But he plays a kind of a, a secondary role in this movie. And it was it worked really really well. Um, same thing with um, oh gosh I cannot think of it now. Something something something. Well let me just look up. Well let me finish first talking about uh, management. It, it's a uh, it goes by really fast and I think that kind of says something about the movie. You're enjoying it and then all of a sudden it's it gets to where you where it's, uh, the natural ending and you're done and you're like I'm glad I watched that. Yeah. 
Um, and I also had Fred Ward in it. And every time I see Fred Ward, I think of uh, the ultimate killer. You know who Fred Ward is? Uh, was he Remo? Yes. Un- Re- Unarmed and Dangerous? Yes. That, no, that was, a, that was a fun film. That was Bad, funny. but fun. All right, let me look for yeah. Woody Harrelson. Woody. Because I want to know what that other movie is that he was in. Woody Harrelson, yes, that's who I want. Okay, going way up the list here. Because this movie that he was in that I'm thinking of. Yep, man. He, he's just in a ton of movies, too. No yeah. Country for Old Men. Yep. And he plays this uh, contract killer in it. And he's not even in the movie for very long. But it was another one of those roles that I enjoyed him in. And I thought, huh. So, I don't know. He's just one of those characters that I, I like Woody Harrelson now. And I and I hate saying that because I don't want to like the guy and I don't know why. But he's just yeah. one of these actors. I don't think he takes himself too seriously anymore. No, but, I mean, he can. I mean, he's he's got real acting chops. He no, really I, is I don't mean actor. that. I mean, I don't think he takes himself very seriously. Right. I don't think he's hung up in the whole Hollywood thing. No. And, and that's kind of why I've started liking him now. And I've seen a couple yeah. of interviews that he's done. Uh, incidentally, I've watched these interviews. And I think, well, he's not too bad. Man, I, I just don't want to like this guy, but I can't help but like him. So, anyways, let's move well, on. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to go and see Zombieland over the weekend. Which, that uh, looks clever to me. Uh, we, I'm, I'm hearing very good reports about it. And I love a zombie movie. Um, so I'm I'm very, very much looking forward to it. So next time we talk, I'll definitely fill you in on what I thought. There's a young kid that plays in that movie as well. Um, what is his name? Uh, I guess it really doesn't make a difference. But he was in another movie that I just watched, and now I'm, I am I keep doing this while I'm on the air, which is probably not a good <laughs> idea. What I need to do here, i got to launch iTunes. Um, something about an amusement park. I think we talked about this as well just on a couple shows ago. Um, a movie that I found, Adventures in... Oh, here it is. Let's see. Uh, 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 no, that's not it. Here it is. Um, Adventureland. Yeah. Uh, nope, it's a different. It's a different actor. I thought it was the same one. Maybe it's the same actor. Doesn't matter. That's a good movie. Yeah. And um, Year One, I watched that horrible movie. Um, completely uninteresting. Don't bother. Right. Um, and one that I found oddly compelling that I watched the whole thing to through, it's called Anvil, the story of Anvil. It's a documentary about this band named Anvil. Yeah, I now somebody mentioned that that movie to me. Um, I don't know who it was, but they, they said, yeah, maybe, maybe it was. It, it's it's um, oddly compelling. These guys are are not very bright. And anybody else would have given up a long time ago. But they don't. And they keep going. They're almost like children, honestly. They're almost like dumb teenagers still. They just never grew up. And they just never got the hint. Even after like 20 albums, they never got the hint that you guys are just not very good. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, let's move on. Um, we actually have a subject for the podcast tonight. Yep. And so uh, go ahead and kick it off. 
Well, um, let me just bring up the list here so I can make sure that I do this justice. Um, I, I, I kind of brought this brought this to the show because I, I was struck by um, the, there was a release of Rock Band for the iPhone yeah, recently, which I have, which I bought. Yeah, which which I got as well, and um, which I really like. But I, I kind of brought this topic. I thought thought we'd talk about this after reading some of the reviews of it, which were most of the reviews that kind of said the same thing. And I th- I thought the reviews were ha- perhaps a little unfair, but they said, well, it's okay, but it, you're just tapping on the screen. That's all you do in it. <laughs> so, and it looks to... very nice, but you're just tapping on the screen. And uh, I just wondered, is the rhythm game genre, which has become really, really big... You know, since Guitar Hero came out, and then we've got Rock Band, and now they've got DJ Hero coming, and there's Band Hero coming. I actually and... have DJ Hero. Uh, I know it yeah. hasn't been released yet, but uh, a part of this program that I do early product reviews for, for Amazon, sent me, um, I get a list of things that I could choose, and this was on there, DJ Hero. So, so the, I thought, so, okay, I'll play it. I yeah, so, it uh, well, I, I will, we'll, I'll talk to you about that in a minute, but my, I mean, the, the central... Central thing I want, I think we should talk about is, are the are there too many of these games? Is this too much of a cash cow now? And are the incremental improvements with just different games with different bands associated with them, or that sort of thing, good enough? And is this a genre that's going to kind of burn really brightly and then die? Or do we think the thing actually has any legs? And do we think that we'll be playing these games in a few years' time, or will they all be sat on the shelf gathering dust? I think they're going to sit on a shelf gathering dust sooner rather than later. Um, I think it's a fad, to be honest. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I think right now it's kind of a fad, but I don't think it has a long shelf life. Number one, Rock Band and Garage Band and Gra- uh, Guitar Hero Guitar Hero has downloadable content, but it costs extra money to get these new songs. Yeah. And really, the only difference between any of these games is the actual music. Otherwise, That's right. you know, you you're, you push a button and you flick your wrist at a certain time, and if you do it correctly, you progress through the song. After yeah. a while, that gets boring. Oh, if if you don't like the song, it's boring. I mean, even with the even the first time you pick it up, if it's a song you don't know, or a song you don't particularly like, it's dull. Well, I could say I had uh, the first, very first Guitar Hero for the PS2. And yep. my kids loved it for about two weeks. And then they got bored with it because they just didn't like any of the other songs. Yeah. So then I have Garage Band, I keep wanting to say Garage Band, uh, Guitar Hero 3 World Tour that you could actually download music for. Mm-hmm. And so I got that, and I got Guitar Hero Metallica at the same time. And just the disc, yep. because I it sets, you, if you got a guitar, you don't need another guitar. And we'll get That's to that right. discussion here in a second, too. Yeah. And, you know, I, I played them a little bit, but I got to the point where I'm like, ugh. You know, I like the music, and I like kind of playing along with it a little bit. But you know what? I just kind of want to hear the music, and I have the music on my iPhone or my iPod or my computer. And, in fact, the Metallica, I've got all the CDs, well, up to a certain point. Yeah. Um, 
I just go pop one of those in and, and air guitar to it or listen to it in the car. And, you know, I, it's so, yeah, I think there's a shelf life. Now, let me ask you, do you actually can you actually play a real instrument? No, no. And I've tried. So, um, yeah. And I've heard this Al Luckow, who um, I'm a friend with on Facebook. He also he's like the webmaster of uh, Steve Wozniak's website. Yeah. And he also has a, a design firm that he runs. He's been on our MyMac podcast a few times. Yeah. He kind of responded to um, my post on Facebook that Rock Band for the iPhone has been released. And he says, why don't you just buy a real guitar and learn how to play? Well, okay, yeah. but, you know, if I'm going to buy a racing game, that doesn't mean I'm going to go out and buy a Ferrari and learn how to... No, that's, that's kind of like saying if you... Um... You know, if you play Gears of War, why didn't you go out and join the Marines? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like saying, well, you can either play the game and do something in the comfort of your own home that's easy, or you can go out and do it for real, where it's actually really hard and really, you know, and it takes a lot take of effort years training. And years and years yeah. to get at all good, or even decent at it, whereas right. I just want to pick up a game and have a half hour of fun and then put it away. Yeah. And so I, I hate when people make that argument. Oh, it's not like playing a real guitar. Duh. Of course it's not like playing a real guitar. It's pretend. It's a video game. Game. G-A-M-E. Game. It's supposed to be fun. Um, I have bought a real guitar, though, that being said. And I tried playing. And my fingers just can't do it. Now, I'm a good typist. And I can play cool. the, the rhythm games pretty well. But when it comes to playing a guitar, it's like my fingers are retarded. They will not go where I want, how I want. They won't stay in the position. Or I'll hit too many strings at one time. I just can't do it. Yeah. And I really wanted to do it. There are songs that I, I've always wanted to be able to learn how to play on guitar. And I gave it, you know, a couple months of trying. And I just, I can't do it. And some people have that skill. Some people don't. I don't have that skill. Yeah, I've, I think the what what kind of gets me about Guitar Hero, and um, um, we have um, we all of ours for the Wii, and yep. so we have we have Guitar Hero three, um, Guitar Hero World Tour, and we've got Rock Band Beatles. Um, and and you know what, I like Aerosmith, and I like Metallica, and if I were to find either of the either of those Guitar Hero games in in a discount cart somewhere, I would probably buy them. Sure. But I'm not going to pay full price for them. No, and I'm certainly not going to buy another guitar to play any one of these games again. No, see, no that matter was what my problem I had, the PS2 yeah. version and yeah. all the newer ones, I had to. So I had to make my choice: Do I want to get it on the Xbox or do I want to get it on the PS3? I went with the PS3. So, and the nice thing is the Guitar World Tour guitar will work with some of the rock band games like the Beatles. I think all the games going forward will now be all backward compatible because with peripherals because they they realize instruments do we need yeah yeah they they've realized they're not going to get people to buy these games by constantly reselling them new slightly modified instruments with a slightly odd I know I know that the more I like my my guitar came with Guitar Hero three and I know that the later ones have a a different set of buttons further down the fretboard for you know hammer ons and that sort of thing and I'm I'm just not interested in, in no, that much about it, we and don't I'm need certainly to get that realistic. I don't. No, think. and we, and we have we have a USB microphone we can plug in to the Wii so that um, you know when we're playing, then then my wife can sing along. She likes to sing to the songs, so um, I play the guitar, she sings. 
My son would love to have the drum kit, but you know what? We are not going to buy a drum kit because no, we haven't got any room. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it takes so much room for that guitar, that's the right. drum kit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only that, every time I've seen the drum kit being used, I've seen it in stores and that sort of it thing. Janky. It's the look I could live with, but the fact is when you're playing the game, all you can hear is this plasticky tap every time they tap the drum yep. set. And to me, it completely takes you out of what well, you're trying to do. Well, to be honest, it's really meant to be played the game itself at a loud volume, so you really don't hear yeah. that. It, it's it's a party game. And yeah, it's, I, th- I think it's... have a, a set lifetime. I don't, you yeah. know. So, yeah, I... Go ahead. Well, I, I think what the games do excel at is making you feel like you are playing in a band. Yes. I mean, I don't think you take it away. And that, isn't, that is very appealing if you love music. Um, but, you know, like playing... Like if you really are in a band or you can play, play guitar, some people are so committed to it that they'll practice every hour they get. But an awful lot of people will pick it up every now and again and then put it down and forget about it. And I think these games are the same sort of thing, and it's the way I tend to play them. I will play them for an afternoon maybe, for a couple of hours, and then I'll put it away and I won't, might not look at it again for three, four months. To me it takes a lot more, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, commitment. To play one of these games than it does a, a regular video game. If I've got a half hour to spare to, to to get on one of the video games and play for a half hour, I would rather play, you know, Uncharted or yeah. Halo or GTA or... But to pull out the guitar and start playing that, that's just... I don't know why that's different, but it is. But that, a to me, that's mindset for video games. To me, that's what's good about the iPhone version. Yep, I agree. The, the fact is you can plug in your headphones. If you've got five minutes, you can fire up a good song and you can tap away to it. And to me, it's, it, it's fun. Sure, they could have gone for something where you turn the iPhone on its side and tried to strum it or something like that. But it, there's no point trying to make the iPhone behave like a guitar because it's not a guitar. Exactly. Even if it's such a face. So you might as well just have it uh, do the touch thing. Be what and, it is. Uh, yes. Be, exactly. And... and to me, I think the game on on the iPhone is very well presented. I you think it's add... fantastic. I think it's the best rhythm game I've ever played, and I have Tap Tap Revenge. And... Well, that's in, that's the interesting thing in it. This is a this is a ten dollar game on the yeah. iPhone, and Tap Tap Revenge is ninety nine cents. And all the reviews have said, well, Tap Tap Revenge is just as good, and it's only ninety nine cents. And yet, Rock Band is outselling Tap Tap Revenge substantially now. Well, that's because it's new, though, and it's got a established brand name behind it. So I'm not surprised about that. Yeah, but, but presumably people are saying, oh, ten dollars ninety nine cents. I'll spend the ten dollars. And again, I think that's because of the marketing. People know what Rock Band is at this point. And the other thing as well is that they know that the rock band actually has the real songs in rather than cheap knockoffs. Um, I think that Tap Tap Revenge has real music now as well. But I don't think that they have like the big bands and stuff. Although no. that being said, most of the songs on rock band guitar or iPhone is just like, yeah, I could do without that song or that song. or It's not the songs I would have chosen to launch this product, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. To me, the only thing that's going to make um, that there's two things I like about these games. First of all, I've discovered a lot of music that I'd never heard of by playing these games, yeah. and I've gone out and bought albums on the back of it. You know, bands bands that I probably should have heard of. 
I couldn't really call myself a rock, a rock fan for not hearing of them, but I haven't done for one reason or the other. Social Distortion, for instance. I'd never heard of them before I played rock band, before I played Guitar Hero. And uh, now I'm really, really into them, you know. Yeah. Uh, and there's several other bands as well, which which exactly the same sort of thing. So I think they have a, the games have a role to play in terms of, you know, bringing up people's knowledge of music in certain genres. But I still but think you, most people want to play the songs that are familiar with. That's yeah. why something like the Beatles or Metallica or Van Halen or Aerosmith, those games are going to do fairly well because people know that music and they could kind of, you know, for me, I saw Metallica in concert 20 times from 87 through 93. And yeah. when I listen to and play with Metallica on Guitar Hero, you know, I know what was going on in the concert while they're playing. But that being said, and this is my biggest problem with these games, is it's all studio music. They still haven't done... For me, I, if I was going to do the Metallica, I would have recorded a live Metallica concert and made that the game. Because you could have heard the crowd, it wouldn't have sounded exactly like you know, the the album version. I think that would be more appealing for a lot of people because then you feel like you're really in a concert rather than sitting in a studio recording the song you know what i mean and and to me that's the next development in these games i suspect that that's what will happen i saw some video on on the development of guitar Hero 5 and guitar Hero 5 is different from many of these other games in that it is a pick up and play you don't need to unlock any of the songs and you don't that. need to you, you you don't need to well yeah they've taken the progression away but they're, they're trying to turn it into more of no a, i'm uh, i don't like unlocking crap yeah i hate that in all video games i gotta go to this certain point to unlock this and just give me my crap right at the beginning that's right yeah i paid my I money <laughs> that's right oh, i yeah. hate that i really do especially in the in the rhythm games if i buy this because i'm seeing what the track list is but the songs that i really like i have to get through three venues master six different songs in each venue before i can unlock the songs that i just want to quick pick up yeah. play the song that i want now metallica is like that you could play any song you want right at the beginning yeah um but well, the older guitar games, five, yeah guitar five is the same and in fact if the song is playing you don't even need to start at the beginning you can literally just come in anytime you want um with any of the instruments so that they kind of they, they are kind of trying to flex the model to but they have a big studio setup where they actually film the um the motion capture and uh to me i think that live concerts is probably going to be the next step for that once the technology maybe gets a little bit better for capturing that the, for, for me though the other big development that's got to come with these rhythm games if they are going to survive is um to be able to take your own music music in your library and actually allow you to run them through the game rather was, than having there was to games have it. on the iphone when that when third-party development first started that would actually let you do that um i cannot remember the name of the game here let me i actually made a playlist and it was uh phase music so it was a game called phase or something yeah. to do with phase and that it was a rhythm game but it used your itunes library and i liked it except you know it's it wasn't really it, it said it went through and analyzed it and figured out where the beats should be and that sort of thing but it really didn't work you know, you didn't really get the progression, your chord progressions that you would in a game like Rock Band. But it was your regular music. So, But you know, the problem with that premise, though, David, is they want to continue to sell you 
the 99 cent tracks or the, the $5 three pack or, you know, that's what they're looking at for a long-term revenue model. They don't but, want you to use your own music. They, they but, hate but, that. But we've already, we've already said we don't think these games have the sort of shelf life to, to stick with that. Because I you're agree, not keep... but I don't think the big companies agree. They keep looking at the bottom line, and these games are making a ton of money for them right now. I don't think that they realize that there's a shelf life for these gimmicky games that eventually people are going to go, okay, I, I've done that enough. I, I'm really not interested in spending another $60, you know, for the Paula Abdul action pack, you know. <laughs> Um, and we're going, we're, you know, DJ Heroes coming out. I don't think it's going to be a big hit. I haven't played it yet, to be honest. But I think that it's a genre of music that is so much smaller than you could do with Rock Band. Um, and at least Rock Band could still go the country route. Um, they had an 80s pack, which it was really bad. So they could do that again. They could do the 90s pack because it's been almost 10 years now since the 90s were here. So there's going to be a lot more people into that real soon. Nostalgia yeah, and they, for the and, 90s. And they've not they've not kind of done keyboard type music. They could no, do No, because let's be honest, if you're doing keyboard music, you know, if if it's going to be Piano Hero, which I think would sell 12 copies worldwide, but that would be actually playing the piano. <laughs> well, no, but it'd be easier. Let's I mean going back to what we were saying about picking up the guitar. To play the piano is quite difficult. Um to even play a, a synth keyboard is quite difficult. If you if you boil that down to those five or six keys, um, and and match the notes on 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 the screen, then I that, that's good. I don't think there's enough music out there for it, though. Not really. Not that's going to be very popular with most people, especially with the consumers of video games. I mean, yeah. name, name ten songs that an average video game player is going to know. But not piano music, but synth music. There's plenty of synth music. You think so? Yeah, most uh, you know, awful lot of the modern stuff is not is 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 done a lot on synthesizer rather than uh, just pure guitar. Yes, but you with stuff like Rock Band, you could play the different instruments. I don't see a big burning desire for people out there saying, "I want to play the synth parts." I I just don't see it. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, we need I, to uh, wrap this show up. We're approaching our forty-five minute mark. Um, we have another show that we're going to be doing called the MyMac.com podcast. We need to get to that. But yeah. I also want to uh, throw out a couple of uh, other things here. If you're listening to the show and you're not listening to the MyMac podcast, we'd appreciate it if you go up to MyMac.com, check out that show. It's more of the flagship show. That's what David Guy and, and I do every week, whereas the geekiest show ever is every two weeks. We also have another podcast from Sam Levin called Cool Picks. Go up to MyMac.com. You'll find a link to that. We'd appreciate it if you go into iTunes and review our show and tell all your family and friends about it, how great it is, and, and Grandma needs to subscribe. Because <laughs> <laughs> Grandma wants to hear about Guitar Hero. Absolutely. So with that, uh, we're going to wrap up this show. David, I appreciate you being here, and uh, I'll see you next week. Well, two weeks from now. <laughs>